Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Finding Your Peace, podcast number 13, episode 13. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. I'm a professional psychic, a medium. I read the Akashic Records, which is past life information. And I'm also a transformational life coach or a spiritual coach. Um, Finding Your Peace, though, is always a podcast dedicated to the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles, the most incredible work I think that humanity has ever received directly from Jesus. I'm I'm going to, uh, uh, the show is always about that and, and helping you to awaken. That's the whole point of doing Finding Your Peace is to help come to inner peace and spiritual awakening so that you can move out of the illusion into enlightenment in this lifetime, if, if that's your goal. Um, today's episode 13 is actually a review of, of uh, all the course core principles of the Course in Miracles. And, you know, I've done 12 episodes <clears throat> about different core principles. And I've shared stories from my own life and experiences from my clients and, and uh, other masters. And st- I mean, I'm not a master yet. I'm, work- I'm working on it becoming an ascended master, but um, I read and I, I hear from the ascended masters. And last time I shared some really beautiful um, information from them about loving ourselves. And boy, that's really up right now. Very important that you, you do that because as the kingdom of God is within us, you know, uh, as you can't really love others when he's, when Jesus says, love your brother like yourself, it's very hard to do that unless you love yourself the way God loves you. Then you can extend that love. So um, if you've been following me, Spirit always tells me, they guide me to what is next in the two weeks. I either learn the lessons or or hear about what to share. And I go deeper. And then I share it with you. And I received on Thursday, not until Thursday this last week, that this was to be a review. And I'm really glad I got that guidance because as I reviewed for myself, I did go deeper and recommitted even deep, more deeply to my awakening. So I hope today that the review will help you. If you're just tuning in and you're not familiar with Course in Miracles, welcome. Please stay tuned because it, it is something that it's a teaching of non-duality, which is true spirituality. And, and, uh, um, it's being able to see with Christ vision and it's not new age. It's not any of that. Nothing against that. I made my way through metaphysics and new age uh, to, to where I am to the course in miracles. And I, and I gathered lots of information that is true and about dropping my judgment and, and uh, that it's a hologram that we live in and all of that. But it wasn't until I got to the course in miracles that I really understood how to exit the matrix. And we'll talk about that. So today, if you're new, please stay tuned if you can, because you will walk away with life-changing insights about the way you see the world and each other and yourself. If you are back and you're following me um, and you're studying A Course in Miracles or you'd like to, or maybe you've tried because a lot of people find it challenging at first. That's why I hope this podcast helps cut to the chase a little bit. It's a little bit like the cliff notes, you know, but uh, I hope that this uh, review will entreat you to go deeper. 
because we it, we have to be vigilant for God to to if you want to be at, at peace and and give up the world and find what's waiting for you in the kingdom that's within you already you have to be vigilant with your thoughts you have to follow along and you have to be on that all the time uh you have to really want it you have to be willing to listen to Holy Spirit your guidance your God self so uh you can listen to all the podcasts on BBS uh, radio station one in the archives. If you look up Finding Your Peace, you can also go to my website. They're all always going to be uh, downloaded there. My website is ShellyJMiller.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com. Uh, and uh, go on the homepage and just scroll down. I seem to be having trouble with the phone application. I'm not sure if you can see it on your phone, but go to your laptop or your device and you'll be able to to see all the podcasts there. I also have a YouTube channel, Shelly J. Miller Psychic Medium, and they're uploaded there. In a in a day or two, they'll be they'll be on there. So um and join the join the newsletter if you'd like to get the updates and see what else is going on. I send helpful information, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, spiritual lessons are generally uh, learned by repetition. I mean, there's just, unless you're one of those lucky ones who have awakened laughing, um, most people, it takes many lifetimes to come to awakening. And if this is your lifetime, you must be closer to that and more interested in that. If you're turning into a show, tuning into a show called finding your peace, especially about the teachings of Jesus. Um, so, um, we're going to, uh, we're going to just go in a nutshell as fast as we can over the core principles. So let me tell you, this is an amazing story, how the course came, uh, a course of miracles was given by Jesus after his death and resurrection to a scribe. She was an atheist. She was, uh, that's self-proclaimed. She was a clinical, I believe, medical psychologist at Columbia University. And what, what's really fascinating is that she knew Jesus 2000, over 2000 years ago. And in that lifetime, she was an Essene. She was a member of the, um, of the, uh, the group, the ascetic group of the Essenes that lived by the, de- by the Dead Sea. And uh, they were uh, they were uh, an order that was dedicated to uh, strictly to God. And, and they, they were a really interesting group. I looked them up and, and it's interesting if you look up the Essenes, they were into the New Testament and they were very much focused in a way that would have been similar to what Jesus was teaching. Anyway, Helen knew Jesus. Uh, Helen Shuckman is the name of the scribe. She has since passed away. I understand she's reincarnated and this is her last lifetime and she is studying the course and going to awaken in this lifetime. The person that knows her is not uh, telling who she is in this lifetime and that's good for her privacy. But she knew him over 2000 years ago when she was in the scene and uh, loved him deeply, respected him, all of that. And uh, he had told her in that lifetime, in your next lifetime, I will be coming to you and you will be helping me on a big project to assist humanity to awaken. And so in this lifetime, when she began to have prophetic dreams, and then like three months later, she heard a voice in her head and she knew it was Jesus. And he said, this is a course in miracles. Please take notes. And she was very resistant to the information. And she asked Jesus later on why because she could hear him in her head. He would dictate to her and she would write it in shorthand and she'd get a phone call. And she uh, she put down the pen. And when she came back, he'd just start again. And so he, it was direct communication, mind to mind. 
But she asked him, why am I so resistant to receiving this information? Because I know it's you and I know it's valid. And he said, I told you in that lifetime, last lifetime, you would be ready to receive this kind of information. But because of the alarming need for transformation on planet Earth, I had to come a lot earlier. And you're, you're not, that's why you're resistant. You're not emotionally and mentally ready really to receive this. Praise God that she pushed on because this is a gift to the world. Uh, a Course in Miracles, she, the reason that she finished, one of the major reasons, she had a lot of support, but apparently she uh, revered uh, Edgar Casey's work and Edgar Casey's son. He had lived before Helen and he had passed away, but she revered his work because she knew it was true and valid and that it was receiving from a very high source. And his son, after his death, Hugh Lynn Casey, uh, who started the Edgar Casey Foundation, uh, came to Helen and he read the first parts of the Course in Miracles. And he said, this is a very high teaching. This is definitely from Jesus. And he said, uh, and then Jesus himself told Helen that Edgar Casey had been working for him and that he made a few mistakes. He was off the mark on some things, but pretty much his work was fantastic. And Edgar Casey and Helen were working directly for Jesus. So with that kind of endorsement, she pressed on, it took her seven years to write it down. And then it got published and uh, you don't need more of the story than that, but it's re really an incredible work. Um, so it's a good thing she did, isn't it? Um, so A Course in Miracles is really a course in coming to Christ consciousness. It's a mind retraining tool uh, about the misperceptions we hold and the illusions we hold about ourselves and each other and the world. It, it is a mind retraining from thoughts of fear that we carry from the original thought, which we're going to talk about in Jesus's words, to uh, thoughts of love, because we mostly uh, live from our ego, our lower mind, and that is dominated by fear. And uh, it really is, um, it's a return to love, because love is what we are, love is what God is, and the rest is an illusion. So uh, we're called the Son of God, and there's only one of us here. That's a big concept. We look like, because we're not really the body, we're one shared mind with the Son, that's called the Son of God. So I, of course, in Miracles, uh, it is here. You can get this at the inner, the Foundation for Inner Peace. I think you can get it on Amazon, too. It's three, three, th three books in one. It's a text a 365 day workbook and you don't have to do the lessons that quickly, but you do have to do them in, a, in order for them to work. And it's a manual for teachers. And the reason I say you have to apply the workbook lessons is because it, you'll find that when you do, he's Jesus is very specific about how much time you do the lessons and in what order and that kind of thing. What it is, is it's an unplugging from things that we think we know, uh, you know, um, ideas that we've been taught or, uh, the world as we see it. And it's a reprogramming. He first unplugs you from thinking that you know anything about the world. There's even the first lesson I think is I, I don't know what anything I see is for. Uh, it's That's lesson number one or two. And then through the text, it reprograms your mind to understand and remember that you are what God is. You're pure love. You're holy. You're innocent. You live eternally. And this world is an illusion. So let's talk about that. He says in the course, we had a tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God and we forgot to laugh. He said in that moment, because we forgot to, we, 
if we had, if we had come to our senses in that moment that we can't be separate from God, we could have turned the whole thing around before it became the fall. But we judged it. And we had guilt and blame and shame. And consequently, we had fear and went into separation. And and that terrible fear exploded outward. What was in our minds exploded outward. And that is what the Big Bang or the beginning of the manifestation of the physical universe and our bodies. That's what happened. It's called the fall from grace or the Big Bang. Uh, And it's... um, So what happens is that we misidentify with those bodies. We think when we look at our bodies and in the world that we're separate from each other and the ego loves to keep that going. Also, what happened was the voice of the ego uh, uh, started in our head because we were uh, we we the ego tells us, um, come with me. Here's a place to hide. You'll never be punished from God by God from, from being separate. You'll have your own world and your own reality, which is a recipe for disaster and for going around and around and around in endless dreams of separation and pain. If you want to have pain and suffering, follow your ego. So, so that's, that's, you know, what that is. Um, So that's how the big bang happened. That's how we're here in bodies. Now the reversal of that, well, let me see here. I'm going to. So the ascension uh, into heaven is the reversal of that. And we do that by forgiving ourselves and each other that we could be separate from God. The, just the thought of it. And we just forgive ourselves for that. And we do this by turning all of our relationships into holy relationships because you and your brother are each other's ticket home. Because through forgiveness, the the even the good relationships require forgiveness because we don't see each other the way that we are as pure love. We don't see each other as innocent and holy. So we have these little grievances or we have tremendous blowouts, you know, but it, we're going to talk about that, how you turn this around and you ascend back into heaven. That's what the review is, is about today. Jesus says in the course, you um, the love is the only thing that's real. It says in the preface, which I've read on a, uh, on several of another occasion on one of these podcasts um, that um, what is real cannot be threatened. What is unreal does not exist. Therein lies the peace of God. Now, let me just explain that. What is real is love. What is real is your spirit. What is unreal is your body and everything in the world that lasts temporarily doesn't last. So the only thing that's real is what God created and God created you but your spirit, not your body. So when you're looking outside all the time to try to find your peace and your happiness and and your safety and security, you are looking in at, you're looking out through your projections. We'll talk about that. He says, you think you have a million problems, but you only have one that you thought you could be separate from God. And you only have one solution to any problem that you have, which is to remember who you are, that it's impossible to be separate from God. You are what God is, your pure light and love. So we begin to see Christ's vision. That's that's a goal of this, is the way to begin to see ourselves and each other and the world like God sees it. And what we have to do is address our blame, shame, and guilt and the investment in the material world. And in so doing, we re-enter what's called our right mind, which is the mind. And it's mind is not the lower mind, which is the thinking mind and the consciousness. The right mind is the mind that you think with Holy Spirit, your God self. It's it's the bridge to the higher mind, which is God. So we re-enter our right mind. 
And that's how we return to the experience of love, peace, and joy, and the bliss and oneness of God. So I hope that makes sense. I mean, it, it, it projected from our mind, and we have to look at the projection and say, wow, that's not real. We're going to forgive it. Spiritual awakening normally happens when there's a crisis. Very few people awaken from their comfort zone because they're looking in the world. Things are yippy skippy. Everything is good. And generally, when people uh, stop feeling that way, they turn inward. Eventually, they they desire a relationship with God. We're having an identity crisis. We're finding our uh, we're always trying to find ourselves out there when uh, we're already whole. We're holy and innocent, and we're whole. If you drop that right now, you'd be at one with God. You wouldn't even be here for very long. You would ascend because you you would need you wouldn't need the body any longer. So. The, the voice of, uh, of the ego. So you have two voices in your head. You have a choice. You have the voice of ego, which is about blame, shame, judgment, uh, fear, uh, jealousy, guilt, um, greed, lack, all of that stuff, lower emotions. And the ego uh, it will always blame you or want you to blame somebody else. But God's answer to the ego was to create the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, God created the Holy Spirit as a remedy for the ego so that you would have a choice of God's voice in your head so that you could have a loving voice to, to lead you home, to lead you to the truth of who you are and who your brothers are. Uh, if you, if you, you knew that, if you knew that you were in unlimited, the game would be over. And that's, that's a whole goal. The ego would disappear. When you return to oneness with God, all those voices stop. Your mind is still, and you're just at one in the presence. So the journey we are on here is to heal our minds and as I said, it's the higher mind. It, it, it's 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 the mind that uh, goes from the lower mind of judgment and ego to the higher mind. So your goal is to follow Holy Spirit so that you you hear your and spirit. All, Holy Spirit is also your God self. It's that part of you that's never left the source. You can think of it that way, too, that has is outside of time space. No, has already seen the entire program knows every answer you will ever need or anybody else will ever need always chooses for the highest good of all directs you daily in your guidance but also shows you daily where your opportunities for healing are to release the ego and to choose love does that make sense it, it, it's a very powerful choice and i promise you if you follow the ego you will have a very different outcome you will continue on the course of evolution and we'll say why well, i say that in quotes um, because evolution is, is, is just an endless serial dream. It's not really real. You're not really evolving. You just either are, are going around in the cycle of separation, uh, lifetime after lifetime it can go on for millions of years or you're awake one or the other. So, um, the thing I love about A Course in Miracles, and this is one of my favorite quotes, is Jesus says, it's really about removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence that's already within us. Now I've had, and you can look at number one podcast, I've had a divine revelation twice in one year, uh, the peace of God and the love of God. And then a couple of weeks ago, I had asked Holy Spirit, and you can look out on the last podcast, number 12, I had asked Holy Spirit to help me to fall in love with myself in the world. And two weeks later, I, I, I had an experience, an extended experience of the most profound looking out and seeing nothing and feeling nothing but the perfection. So as you let Holy Spirit take charge of all your relationships and everything that you need, and you rely solely on following the Holy Spirit, uh, it, it erases in the background, 
the negativity and the illusion that of the separation. It brings you opportunities. It gives you the right answers that will lead you, that will lead you to love and lead you to your awakening. So it's a very powerful choice and you have to consciously make it. You have to consciously want to feel better. If you want to find your peace, you have to, you have to do the work and that's all there is about it. So the, the illusion uh, how do you act in the illusion? I mean, how do you, uh, I, I'm sharing a book today that I actually was led to buy, I don't know, three years ago, and it was on my shelf. And when Spirit said, do a review, they said, go and get Michael Murdod's book off the shelf. And I looked at it and I went, oh my gosh, how perfect. So I want to share this with you. Oftentimes on, on Finding Your Peace, I share authors and other and teachers uh, other people that you can hear from that I think will enhance your journey. This is the book. It's uh, The Heart of A Course in Miracles. It's by Michael Murdad, M-I-R-D-A-D, Understanding and Applying the 12 Primary Concepts of the Course. I looked through this and then I, I, I uh, and, and it was very helpful because he's very succinct. And that's what I wanted to do today was go over what I know. And, uh, and, and so I, I recommend the book, The Heart of A Course in Miracles. Anyway, Michael Murdoch says, illusion is synonymous with denial of reality because this isn't real. Remember that what we're seeing is projected from our mind. And as you do the course, you will notice that as you change your thoughts, your, your outer world experience changes too. Not only the feeling of peace, but you actually... Uh, the matrix changes reality changes we have this is a hologram we're we're living in and it's malleable it changes based on when you what you're what you're focusing on is what you're going to create so if you're you're living in the world you know you can tell people once you get a hold of the fact that this is an illusion you have to be kind about information about that because most people can't wrap their mind around it. And you, you want to, Jesus said, it's always appropriate to be kind. You never want to say to somebody who's grieving or in trouble or perceiving themselves to be in trouble because he said there are those, you know, the separated ones believe that they suffer. You don't really, but you think that you are temporarily because you are not feeling your connection with, with source. And so he says, you don't say to somebody, well, you know, um, it's an illusion. Just get over it. No, you don't tell somebody that's grieving. Well, we live eternally. So no, no big deal. I mean, you have to be sensitive to where people are and you would want people to treat you that way. So kindness is always the thing, but here's the deal. When anybody is acting from ego, he says, he says, you're all insane because the ego is insane. And he said, you only have to be concerned. And this is uh, Ken Wapnick, who was responsible, you can look him up, Ken Wapnick, W-A-P-N-I-K. He was a third member of uh, the group that, besides Helen and Bill Thetford, that was able to make the course a reality. He, he When he read it, he knew it was his life's work. He died, uh, I think, in 2013. It was enlightened, I believe, at the time. If you look back on his work and his books, it will really help you in your journey. He, he has such a command of the course and he has such a simple way of putting it across. It's, it's great. He said that you only have to always be concerned with what's in your mind only. What's in your mind. He said you have to join. If you, you see your brother and he's being insane, you join your spirit to his spirit and you only keep your focus on that. You don't, you don't tell him he's wrong. You don't get into it with him. You just hold the vision of his Christ self. And, and and that holds spirit to spirit. And, and that's the greatest gift you can give anybody. Then you call in Holy Spirit 
to tell you what action needs to be taken if there is an action that needs to be taken and then you follow jesus said he was the ultimate follower that's what he said of himself because he said the hardest thing he ever had to do was to follow holy spirit because you have to let go of your will your will and thy will have to become one it it's it's completely necessary and you can see why that is because your will you don't know the picture you don't know how to get home you don't even know what's coming at you and you sure don't know how to get there but holy spirit your god self does so michael says and this is true the body will always be in need always be in need emotionally physically mentally financially always the body's going to be in need but the spirit leads us to the experience of miracles and health and abundance and and if you think about that you see that that's true so the workbook is the undoing i don't know what anything is for and he says jesus says be humble and come like a child uh, to God with your hands and your heart open. Remember, everything that you see and experience is a projection from your own separated mind. And so you can see what your belief systems are, can't you? When you look out there and you begin to realize you're not just, you know, living life in the world. Most people are. But when you begin to awaken, the thought will occur to you if you get still, what am I thinking? And I've done many podcasts on this before. Um, I think the last one and, and the one on about Holy Spirit, how to receive guidance, begin to follow your thoughts. Because if you have a feeling that doesn't feel good, right away, start to think what, start to look to see what am I thinking? Because you will be thinking falsely. You will be thinking something that isn't true. If it's not love, it's not true. And then you can change your mind. So that is, uh, that's, that's the work is that you have to con- constantly change your mind from fear to love. Um, but the beauty of is whatever's happening to you, even if it's traumatic, you you created it because it's it's from the original fall, other lifetimes too, but it's from the original fall that you think you could be separate, so you're in fear, or you expect to be punished and somebody shows up to punish you, you see. So um what happens is that um you know we can't stand the guilt. Uh so it plays out two ways. It, it, we feel so bad. And you may not know this on a conscious level, but I read for people and I coach people. And in my readings, my readings are very high. And I uh, I have the Ascended Masters and I have uh, the work of the Course in Miracles. And I've been on this a long time. I'm able to spot the patterns of fear and show you how to turn those around. They're also in the Akashic Records. I can read that and show you where that is and how it's most important, not just about the information. It's about how you turn that around how you you release that so it doesn't play out anymore but what happens is the guilt gets to us and we can't stand it so we we do what jesus says is an attack thought and we project on somebody else and he said uh and the other thing is we believe we're a victim or we believe there's a victimizer and there are two sides of the same coin for some reason i've read for a lot of people this is just by way of example that are women that have been abused by their the sociopathic husbands and it's the same pattern every time she believes that she should be punished and somebody shows up to punish her it's 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 that way even with children and i know that's hard to hear but remember that children are sons of God who have been grandparents before and they're back in in a young body and they are still carrying the programming of their own fear. And so when they are abused, uh, you have it's very hard, but you have to see that the victimizer and the victim are both holding the same thought of separation right? One is attacking because he can't stand the guilt that he feels. And the other one is thinking he should be attacked. Oh my God, he's going to be attacked. And then it manifests. 
that's that's hard to hear when you've been abused and uh, traumatized. But the good news is that you can realize that you can stop that and you don't have to live waiting for the other shoe to drop thinking it's going to happen again. You, you, you get next to your spirit and, and, and the fact that we're love. And I'm going to tell you all about forgiveness and walk you through it today. Um, He said, everything that you experience is an outer reflection of an inner condition. And guess what? There are no exceptions to this. It is a thousand percent true all of the time. Not sometimes things happen that somebody else caused you. No, never. And that's why uh, it, it, it's just it's it's hard to do that. But that's why anger and, and judgment, he says in the course, are never justified because he says you're never angry for the reason you think you are. Why is that? Because you are disconnected from your source you're in separation if you felt the peace and the divine love of god within you which is already within you but you can't get to it that's why you have to remove the blocks um you wouldn't be angry and you wouldn't be judging anybody else just be at peace and in love you be in bliss and the oneness of god so he said it's never justified and it doesn't matter what it looks like somebody did to you he said true empathy and i talked about this at length last time because I had a couple of ascended master readings for clients and they said the same thing about empathy. True empathy is not agreeing to the illusion of separation. The ascended master said, it's not a gift. It's not that you don't want to be kind and understand what somebody is going through. But if you will hold the truth that they are dreaming a dream and they've projected something that has experienced in their life, true empathy is not about saying, making it real. It's not about making it real. It's about holding their vision and then being kind. Do you, do you see how that is? So forgiveness is the key. And he says, sin is an error to be corrected, not to be punished. Nobody sinned against us when we're dreaming the dream. I, I had a client uh, this last week. and I get this question all the time because he was really ready to hear from the course. He's very awake and willing to be more so. And so the, uh, the, the course, uh, came up and when i told him this that it's a thousand percent your own projection he said you mean to tell me that if somebody is raped that nobody sinned against her and i said yes because and i explained it again what i just explained to you that's very hard to hear when you're traumatized and we'll talk about how you can go through forgiveness if you can't understand that right off the bat and accept that there's a way to make your way towards forgiveness for that and including forgiving yourself for dreaming the dream but that is why um it will never stop if you're a victim all the time you will always be in separation do you see that when you take responsibility for knowing that you dreamed that you become a victor and then you can change it and do something about it because we're all dreaming. So that's why sin is not an error to be punished. It's an error to be corrected because it's an error. It's a misperception in the way you're looking at things. You're looking at things through a visual separation through a temporary illusory belief that we're separate. And, and, and that you somehow are distanced from what happens from you. You don't realize until you start to wake up on the journey that you're the one that's creating the whole movie. Okay, so when we go through three steps to forgiveness, if you can't go to the truth right away, the first step that you can do is realize that the cause of suffering of your suffering is never out there. If you can just 
grasp it and say, okay, I'm not ready to forgive yet, but it's not out there. And, and, and just sit with that for a while and try to accept that truth. Uh, because it shifts, it shifts the, the view and, and it stops the narrative. You got to stop telling the story of, of the experience. You have to stop telling it and just get your mind to be still and say, at some point, Holy Spirit, please help me to see this differently. This is a perfect example when you would see this differently. Uh, I, I'll tell you a story. I was about the the rape thing. I was I did a show two or three podcasts back about a course in miracles and um, uh, quantum healing. I talked about this, the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I, I had heard of him, but I wasn't familiar with this work. But I was led to show you how science. And spirituality are, I mean, science is finally coming along to what uh, spiritual spirituality is held forever, that, you know, the quantum field is the field of love. And Dr. Joe Dispenza said uh, he works with people in, in big groups all the time. He happened to have a woman who had been raped by three men and she was traumatized, but she was willing to do the work. She was willing to fire and rewire a new experience in her mind, which is what you're doing with the Course in Miracles. When you are letting go of the old programming, it's releasing the Akashic record. And I read the Akashic records. It's it's in the subconscious that you play out and fire and rewire in your brain the very same experience or the same set of emotions and thoughts over and over again. So we were comparing science and spirit. And he said that in his workshop, this woman had gotten to the point of being able to forgive and she was able to get so intensely in a place of love that she asked spirit for a message from God. And in meditation, she received a message and she said, shared with Joe, and I'm sharing it with you because rape is a horrible experience. She said that um, God said to her when she was in the field of love and forgiveness that I sent three angels to wake you up and bring you home. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. So I hope that if you have trauma, that doesn't offend you, but you can sit with that a little bit because every thing that you project is an opportunity for you to heal your mind. Everything, everything, no matter what the level of pain is, it will go away because everybody is guaranteed to wake up and go home. So you have to know that the second uh, step in forgiveness is look for your core issues that stimulated that experience. Your core issues could be shame, blame, abandonment, jealousy, um, uh, lack, any of those things. Look for those core issues. Uh, this is what I do in my readings. I saw, find the core core issue, whether it was this lifetime, other lifetimes. Ultimately, guys, it's from the, the separation, the belief in separation. That's where it started. But it is helpful to find that core issue and address it and change your mind. Say, wow, I didn't know I was thinking that and then change it. So um, if you go with the ego, you're going to continue to feel flawed. And you're going to have that continual pain and suffering. If you choose Holy Spirit and choose forgiveness and the reality that you are one with God, and it will become so in your experience. The third one is by choosing to awaken to the miracle, which is Jesus says, a miracle is a change in perception. It's a change in the way you see yourself and others and the world. You see that if you're dreaming, you're, you're, you're thinking the wrong thing. 
right? So the third step is really just a result of the first two. Now, compassion, a lot of people talk about compassion as a form of forgiveness, but here's what's really interesting to understand is that um, compassion, a compassionate would look at something like rape or trauma and, and, and say people that are in pain, which is all, all of us in, 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 in pain and suffering, all of us in the illusion and separation are in pain. Some of us take it to the nth degree and do horrible things. And a compassionate person would reason that forgiveness is about, well, you can for, forgive people because they're acting from a place of incredible pain. But here's the thing about compassion that you may not know. Compassion still makes the illusion real. It still says that really happened. Radical forgiveness from A Course in Miracles from Jesus' teachings says that we dreamed it in our own minds and we have to heal it there. There is nothing that is real about what you dreamed. You dreamed a nightmare. That's all. And it manifested in your experience temper in the dream world, in the dream world. It's nothing less than dreaming it at night and waking up and carrying it around all day and, and living the result of that, thinking that was true. There's nothing to forgive. This is what radical forgiveness is in the Course in Miracles. Jesus says, you have to get to the point where you realized, oh my gosh, I dreamed it. I'll forgive myself and and I'll forgive myself for dreaming it because there's nothing to forgive. This is true forgiveness. And this is the only thing that's going to set you free. This is what sets the Course in Miracles apart from other traditions. Um, you know, New Age doesn't get this and nothing against that. But uh, it wasn't until I got to the Course in Miracles, I knew it was a hologram. I knew I had to release my judgment and stuff, but I didn't know it wasn't, even though I knew it was a hologram, for some reason, I couldn't click in that I had dreamed everything until I got to the Course in Miracles. And I know how to take responsibility for it. That's when I made more progress in this last year than I've made in my, in my 30s years or more uh, on the path. I kid you not, because I took responsibility for everything. It's been a workhouse, but I've made more progress and I'm more at peace. And I've let go of so much anger, so many core issues, so much fear. Everything is changing for me. My relationships are healing. I can do this. You can do this, right? So when you stop projecting, when there's no more projection, there's no more victim and victimizer. And the truth is the power of love is what keeps us safe. So as you heal your mind, there is more experience of love for you. There's more experience, less, less, you're not going to have somebody jump out from the bushes because you're not dreaming that anymore. Do you see how that is? Literally the matrix shifts for you and the power of God that is within you already takes over. So that's your, that's your safety net. The Pleiadians years ago, I, I'm a bit of a galactic because I, I've been a receiver from a um the galactics and i've been visited and all of that forever and the pleiadians in their book the bringers of the dawn in i think 1991 said that the at one point in the world and i think we're there now the only safety will be in consciousness and this is what i'm talking about you are love you are unlimited power get next to that okay that's what you need to know the golden ticket home uh, to healing is 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 uh, made by making all of our relationships holy. Now, if you want to get this more in depth, I did podcast, I believe number 10, dedicated to holy relationships. And it's a mind blower because 
I learned things in there from the course that I didn't know. And, and it's incredible. Now, Michael Murdoch that wrote the he, the heart of the course in miracles says this about creating holy relationships. And I I'm giving it you his words. Cause I like what he said about it. Holy relationships. Now think about this are not about whatever it takes for everyone to get along. It's not about let's all get along and be happy people. That is not what makes a holy relationship. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But that's not it. He said holy relationships involve asking Holy Spirit of God to help us awaken to the Christ light within and then nurture the ability to see the same light within all beings. So if you listen to podcast 10 holy relationships, you will learn more about how you nurture that light within you by asking Holy Spirit to help you see everything differently, yourself and each other. And, and here's the thing. We're not here to have a career, get married, have children, uh, gain materially, find creative expression. Everybody thinks that. A lot of my calls are, are that, and it's okay to call me and ask me where you're supposed to move, what you're supposed to do for a living, what's your creative expression. That's fine. But if you never ask the bigger question, how do I heal your mind? You'll go around and around and around because you're out there in the illusion. You're not asking the, the bigger question. It's fine to do that. We're all, we all need guidance because we live in the illusion and it's perfectly fine. But I am just sharing from you, this is not the goal of a lifetime. It's just simply not the goal of a lifetime time is that all learning and healing leads to holy relationships you have to heal everything between yourself and other people that's your ticket home and jesus says in the course you can't get home alone it's not possible not possible so have you asked yourself number one have you given every relationship and i mean even with people you don't know to god and the holy spirit and when you do and do you love them unconditionally he says if you haven't surrendered them to god they are not holy no matter how good it feels now, that's interesting. When two or more are gathered in my name means you and Holy Spirit. That's what that means, because bodies can't join, only minds join. Jesus says, stay in faith with your brother. Don't say, oh, he'll never change, because then you're not seeing him as his God self. You're not seeing him as his Christ self. Uh, he says, your brother's salvation is your responsibility. So he says, when you give your um, when you give your relationships to Holy Spirit at the beginning, Look out because they're going to look like they've gone awry. And he said, this is only at the beginning because they were not, they were not started out in a holy fashion. They were given for neediness and emptiness and to fill the void of things with our agenda. And he said, don't jump off at that point when things get strange and go to another unholy relationship with somebody else. This doesn't mean you don't get divorced. It doesn't mean you don't end relationships, but it means forever you are going to hold that person as uh, as a son of God and oh and Holy Spirit will always work in the background from then on. It may take years, but you will have a healing with that. You can even heal have a healing with somebody after they pass away. I'm a medium. This happens all the time. It, you know, it could take years, but um, but it's possible. Family or of origin is is really important because family origin of origin is given so that you can see your issues. The issues are exacerbated and you can become aware of them and wake up. That's why so many family situations are difficult, but family origin, family of origin is not where the problem originated. It's in the, it can be other lifetimes, but it's from the fall. So this is another opportunity to play out with other souls 
uh, an agreed upon uh, awakening. That's that's all it is. It's appropriate to work on those issues in your family. But you have to remember that the same process applies. You're all in separation. And this is your opportunity to go home. I cannot tell you about the acceleration of people coming in spirit saying, I'm awake on the other end. I have learned so much uh, now that I'm in spirit. Please let's work together to heal this in spirit with the family that's in the physical and me. Let's clear this up so that we can all move forward. There's a big emphasis on moving forward right now. Uh, so, and you know, whatever you put out comes back to you. So you can't jump off because when you wish somebody ill will, that comes back at you. When we wish them love, it comes back in equal measure. Um, special relationships, which are, uh, you know, those that you hold dear are, are really, and you're going to hate this. They're codependent, most of them, because they're dependent upon others for our state of being that's what that's what we want we we want to depend on somebody else to make us happy and romantic partnerships usually based on emptiness and and neediness because no one completes us because we're complete already special hate relationships those people that just won't do what you want them to do and don't treat you right they are um they are something in you that you need to see that's unhealed the people that you're drawn to that you have chemistry with that's something someone that you think has something that you don't have that you're attracted to i know this sounds crazy it's like but they're all dysfunctional and i hate to tell you that but here's here's the beautiful thing you can make them all holy and holy spirit will do that for you i have a quote from osho um osho is a master that i actually met when i was in the netherlands um at a workshop and uh and osho came to me in the middle of the night and introduced himself he had already passed away he came in spirit told me who he was and um then he came and visited me several times other uh, 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 later and and helped me and guided me and that kind of thing he was also known as the bhagwan sri rajneesh and uh he has a quote that i think is really incredible about relationships he says love is not a relationship love is a state of being it has nothing to do with anybody else. One is not in love. One is love. And of course, when one is love, one is in love. But that is the outcome, a byproduct that is not the source. The source is that one is love. So I want you to think about that because that will change all the way you look at it, about all your relationships. So when you're in a relationship, figure out your core issue. See what it is you're working out. Okay, uh, Michael Murdad had a really great checklist of what a holy relationship is. Now, here comes the relief because this is what you're going for. Holy relationships are interdependent. They focus on nurturing a relationship with God and the recognition of our divinity. You love unconditionally. You use relationships to heal issues. You take responsibility for personal issues. Take responsibility for your own happiness. You practice forgiveness. You encourage peace, joy, and self-worth in yourself and the other person. And a uh, holy relationship allows us to see the holiness in each other. That is what you're going for. Jesus says in the Course in Miracles that he all healing, all healing is essentially a release from fear. You're releasing fear in all situations. So no matter what it looks like, whether it's friend or mother or brother or employer or somebody across the world, it is an opportunity to release fear. Now, it also says in the course, perfect love casts out fear. I'm sure you've heard that before. And it also says in the course, he says in the course, see only love for that's what you are. Now, in a daily practice, you want to begin your day with God. 
uh, I've done a podcast, I think it's number three, about how you receive daily guidance and work with Holy Spirit. But if you begin your day with God, you can say what uh, I say every day, which is from the Course in Miracles. You say this to Holy Spirit, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? Who would, what would you have me say? And to whom? Now, this shifts your paradigm because you it's not about you you going out there in the world and that's your life. It's about how you are going to see only love that day in the world. Catch your ego, change your mind, let go of your fear, speak with kindness, hold the vision of Christ for other people that you encounter. And it keeps you focused in that way. Then you check in with yourself through the day. If you get out of peace, you check in and you see then you can feel the emotions coming up. That's fear coming up. Sit with it, love it, know that it's going to pass. Know that you thought something falsely. That's an illusion because only love is real. And then it, in the evening, you want to say, how did I do? You want to check in with yourself. I, you know, I encourage people to write it down at the beginning so that they can keep track of what the miracles were. Expect miracles every day. Rewire your mind to expect a miracle every day. There's there's a thing I said in the last podcast from Florence Scovel Shin uh, uh, in the morning. Um, I give thanks for this perfect day where miracles shall follow miracles and wonders shall never cease. Thy will be done. And when you're focused on it, they come, whether you shift your ego, whether something in the world happened, that was a blessing, um, wherever you were healed, wherever there was kindness given to you, or you could give kindness, those are miracles. Um, so this changes your whole paradigm. You see, if you start your day and live your day with God, that it's really important. Um, life is only for healing through making our relationships holy and by the radical forgiveness of self and others. Remember, there's nothing to forgive because we dreamed it. So the goal of a lifetime is to awaken and you can get to the point where you're living what Jesus calls the happy dream where things are, you know, you're, it's not that you're even when you're enlightened that there won't be problems, but they'll be more like challenges and you'll be able to give them the Holy Spirit and see them resolved. And then eventually there's an awakening. Um, every time you learn a lesson or forgive yourself for another person, Holy Spirit, your God self collapses time space in other words it shortens the time you need to get home because you've learned the lesson it's like you've learned a lesson in school you don't repeat that grade you go forward you graduate from that and you go forward so this means wherever you are in other dimensions you don't have that that amount of time which holds you off from feeling your peace and going home to god to the bliss it literally collapses time space. This is so understand that when you work at the level of cause, when you heal your mind, it's the only true gift that you are here to do and give to uh, and, and give to each other because he says forgiveness is your only function. You're only here to forgive so that we 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 get rid of the illusion and and eventually uh, the universe, the outer expression that we see the bodies in the universe will collapse and that illusion will go away and we will be in the unmanifest. Uh, so Holy, you know, Jesus says, course in miracles is not the only way home, but it's the fastest because it can save you a thousand years is what he's saying. Can you imagine a thousand more years of pain and suffering, or you could get it in this time, change your mind, reprogram your subconscious from love, from fear to love. I mean, I, I would vote there. You know, I'm working on that. This is an illusory cycle of birth and death. You're still dreaming after you leave the body. I'm a medium. Believe me, people are not awake. They're still dreaming. If they have not healed their mind and ascended their consciousness where they no longer need the body, the experience of the body, they will dream another body. 
that's how it works and that's the that's the raw truth so he says what happens is you go from the un- unforgiven world and you cross the bridge of forgiveness which he says is the strongest thing in the world and this leads to a perfect you seeing the perfected world where of uh, the experience that i had two weeks ago where i saw that everything was just so lovely to look on it was incredible it didn't last but it's moved me it's changed me and it will come again and i know what it feels like he says the last step is that god reaches down lifts you up and the world disappears So in review, here's the thing that you need to know. Our belief in separation was healed instantly. It ended as soon as it began. It was a big bang in our mind of an outward projection. God healed it immediately. We experience it as linear time that we think lasts millions of years and lifetimes, but we're just dreaming it. It's like when you go to bed at night, it could seem like you've dreamed for all, you know, days and weeks, but it's not true. So he says that we as humans will never complete our evolution. The notion that we even, and, and he said, we will never, he said, eventually we will surrender the notion that we even need to evolve. That is completely true because you don't need to evolve. You need to surrender to God and his plan of salvation, which is the undoing process, which is the healing. I did an episode, I think it's three on about the fifth dimension and evolution because the new age is so much going on about light bodies and fifth dimension and all that. And it's just a bunch of illusion. This You're still thinking the body is real and the world is real. That is not where you want to go. You want to go on the path to involution where you just wake up. You're not evolving, really. You're just still serial dreaming. That's all you're doing. That's what they call evolution. But I mean, you're just making a little bit of progress. You want to get to the place where you heal it all together, heal your mind all together. And when you do, you heal it. This, the, remember, we're one mind. You heal it for yourself and you heal it for people in other dimensions that you don't even know. You don't get free alone and, and, and you free others by your own working at the level of cause because we're one mind. He says, God will lift us up and lead us home, whereby all pain and suffering and limitation reverse itself. And this is what I talk about in podcast three. This is why it's called the journey without distance to a place we never left which is incredible, a journey without distance to a place we never left because it was just in our minds and it was healed. Jesus says, and this is one of my favorite things from the course, we are safe at home with God, dreaming of our exile. Sit with that today. You're safe at home with God, dreaming of your exile. All of this is completely something from your mind and you're able to heal it. Consider this deeply and just love yourself free through radical forgiveness. Remember, we're holy and innocent. And God does not forgive because he doesn't condemn. That's what Jesus says. He doesn't see it that way. So you don't have to feel that you're a sinner because it's not true. It is not true. And it never was and it never will be. Your only thing and the ascended masters have been on people to love themselves, love yourself the way God loves you and share that with others. I hope this review of the core principles of Course in Miracles has helped you. Anybody would like to book with me, go to uh, ShellyJMiller.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com, 949-237-2960. 949-237-2960. You can do psychic, medium, Akashic records, or any point of view from the Course in Miracles where you want to see something different and heal. Uh, the replays are on BBS Radio Station 1 in the archives under Finding Your Peace. You can also look at them on ShellyGMiller.com on my website. They're all loaded up there. Join the newsletter if you like. Go to the YouTube channel, Shelly J. Miller. 
uh, Psychic Medium and subscribe. Um, and remember that you are the light of the world and you are loved. Remember that and take you with us. And I hope you'll stay with the Course in Miracles and join me again here at Finding Your Peace. Until then, I'm sending all my love to you. Much love. Bye for now. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.